Hello, is it me you're looking for? Welcome, Zebras, to the Rob Z Radio podcast, another fitness podcast. I'm doing a lot of these lately. Uh, there's a reason for it all, and you'll find that out soon enough. But, you know, I think that fitness is just another way to build self-esteem, to build self-confidence, to reduce stress, and to reduce depression uh, in everybody. So I think fitness is super important. So it's something that I've been kind of focusing on lately on this podcast and local business in the central PA area that are all about fitness. And one of those spots is from State College, Pennsylvania, one-on-one fitness consultants. These guys are true professionals. I love, so Kim and Bruce Burke are the founders of one-on-one. They were the founders back in 1986. And their son, who is now the partner and director of business development, Ryan Burke, is the person that I had on this podcast, the guy that I had talking with me on this podcast. And they said their approach is very simple. They hire and they train the best in the industry, then provide an environment conducive to learning and personal growth. They said that that is their secret. Our team is what sets us apart. They are true professionals, and they really are, and they feel like a family when you walk in. Ryan is uh, very outgoing and also very friendly. You meet him when you walk in the door. I love talking to him, and he introduced me to his whole staff, and the whole staff is happy. They seem excited. They want people to learn. They want people to excel. So uh, great trainers, a great community and a dedication to your total wellness. That's what makes one-on-one more than just a gym. They like to call themselves a fitness facility. And a lot of fitness facilities and gyms don't last that long. Well, they've been around since 1986. They're located at 424 West Aaron Drive in State College. You can find them on social media, one-on-one fitness State College. Just Google that. Search for it on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, and you're going to find them. You can call them at 814-234-1625. Like I said, this conversation is with Ryan Burke, and he's a wealth of knowledge. He's still pretty young. He's got you know many years ahead of him in this game, but I'd say that these guys are you know on, on the cutting edge of, of personal training, on the cutting edge of what is going to be next-level fitness. I'm not going to give away too much. We'll discuss that in the podcast that is live from One-on-One Fitness, but, uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast, if you would please leave me a rating on iTunes, that would be amazing. You know, leave me five stars. Go above and beyond my expectations. I, I'd be so, uh, you know, indebted to you for that. Is that the right word? I never know which word to use. Uh, and you can find me on social media. Of course, Facebook and Instagram is Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo. And you can always call the podcast and leave a voicemail, 814 814- Seven nine nine zero zero six four. Let's get this episode started. This is Rob Z Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, welcome to Rob Z Radio, live on location. I've been doing lots of uh, live uh, broadcasts lately, live podcasts, and today we're at One on One Fitness in State College with Ryan Burke. Ryan, thank you for uh, having me here today. Thanks, Rob, for coming in. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, <laughs> happy to be here, man. So, uh, you know. One of the reasons I wanted to come here today and talk to you, because we talked on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and if people don't know about one-on-one fitness, obviously, we're going to get into a lot of what one-on-one fitness is all about, but the information you gave me, it just set your facility apart from uh, any other workout facility that I've been in, number one, or I've talked to, number two. What are some of the things, just to start this off so people understand with one-on-one fitness, I guess first, we should say where you're located. So what is your address? Uh, We're located at 424 West Aaron Drive. In State College, Pennsylvania. And as far as the, the services you offer that sets you apart from everybody else... 
tell the people a little bit about one-on-one fitness. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as our services are, um, we are a specialty fitness business. So we are not a health club. Okay. So every client that comes to one-on-one is on a structured program designed for their needs. Um, so the vast majority of what we do is one-on-one personal training. Um, but we also incorporate some small group training, which is one trainer with two to five clients and some large group training, which is uh, one trainer with eight to 20 clients. Um, but everyone is on a structured program designed for their needs. And I love that. That's one of the reasons I was so intrigued to talk to you and have you on the podcast and like talk to you in person and see the facility because, uh, you know, myself personally have been working out for a long time and for the longest time while I was working out, I really didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know because I didn't have somebody there beside me helping me through each step. And that's what you guys are all about having somebody by your side so you're not doing the wrong things or you're not doing the right things incorrectly. And mm-hmm. that's got to be super valuable for your clients. I mean, I, I imagine the injury rate in here is like 0% because you guys can see what somebody's doing wrong before they do it uh, do it wrong, I guess. Well, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our clients need to be training safely uh, or else that's, this is just a counterproductive experience. They're going to take too many, you know, two steps backward. Um, but you know, with us, we're, we're about more than just putting people through workouts. Our focus is a hundred percent on results. And so we call ourselves fitness consultants. Um, we're not just personal trainers that are putting people through three sets of 10 of, of bench press. You know, this is about, um, a fully comprehensive individualized results oriented oriented experience for each one of our clients. So this is a full fitness consulting experience. So we're not just putting them through workouts, but we're also um, giving people all the support and the accountability that they need to succeed for the long term and sustain a healthy lifestyle for the long term. And also, uh, there's not many fitness, what do you call yourself? Fitness facility, a gym, what do you like to call yourself? Yeah, we, we like to call ourselves a fitness facility. Okay. Um, and our clients, uh, they'll call it a fitness family. We've heard that before. Okay. And um, we also love it uh, when our clients talk about one-on-one being their gym. Like this is their place uh, to go. It's, it's the gym. It's just like a part of their life. Um, and, they, and that's cool. I'm interested, you know, going back, you say it's a fitness family. When I walked in here, I felt like I was walking into a family. You guys all seem very close. Paige is in here. She's running (laughs) video and the whole staff. You guys seem like you're, you're pretty tight. Is that the way you like to run your business? Friends, but also employees? Oh, absolutely. Um, One-on-one is an employee-centric company, and um, we are a tight-knit group. Essentially, what's happening here is there's about 15 of us on staff, and we're all working full-time to help over 300 of our clients. That's very basically what's happening. And uh, so we have to work together. Um, We have to stay close, and uh, we love it. We we really are like, like a family. And the fitness family kind of comes together with your dad who started one-on-one fitness. You guys have been open for, what, 26 years? How far does it go back? We've been open for 30 years. That's crazy. Not many fitness facilities or gyms last that long, right? And that's kind of rare. Yeah. You know, I think the... uh um, it is neat, and the uh, we have withstood the test of time um, for a lot of reasons. But I think the fact that we've been around for thirty years really speaks to our 
our quality and the commitment from our staff from the top down from first starting with Bruce and Kim uh, my parents who are our founders and owners but then the rest of our staff I mean they're coming in on a regular basis and taking care of our clients and performing at a high level for these people and as a result people are getting results and they want to continue to come back like how often do you see that do you see a, a husband and wife start up a, a business and then it gets passed down to the sun and he's and you're doing an amazing job with it because i feel like you've probably brought it into the 21st century right with the technology you guys have here now you have like a fitness tracker in the one room that keeps track mm-hmm. of uh, of your heartbeat right and kind of counts mm-hmm. your calories and things like that so i imagine they're extremely happy to go from where they've gone mm-hmm. and and making this uh, a very successful company to what you've done with it well sure yeah i mean everything one-on-one is greater than one individual so, you know, uh, my impact here uh, it has really a lot to do with all the support that's been given to me over, over the years just from our team. So, um, yeah, I work hard just like the rest of us do. But, like, all of our success is a result of a team effort, not any one individual. Um, could I take a step back and share with you a little bit about how one-on-one was founded? And, yeah. And kind of give you some, some um, history on on one-on-one. So in 1986, Bruce uh, was working at a health club. And uh, I don't remember, and you probably don't remember, we were just born in the 80s, but the fitness industry was uh, just about, it was just a health club model. Yeah. So in the 80s, it was all about the health club. It was about paying for membership and using a facility. There was no such thing as a group training class or a personal trainer even. Mm-hmm. So Bruce was working at a health club here in State College and recognized that people were spending their time and their money on their fitness, but they weren't getting results. And so in what Bruce identified was an opportunity. He's like, he's this young guy here in State College. He's like, oh, I'm in shape. I can help other people get in shape. And so he kind of, he just started it and uh, met my mom really quickly. And she fell in love with the mission and the business. Uh, one-on-one was founded on one central theme which is to provide individualized, results-oriented programming that helps people succeed in meeting their health and fitness goals for the long term. That was our central theme 30 years ago. The mission statement for one-on-one. <laughs> and, and you've kept that till, till today? Still the 100%. same idea? percent. That's awesome. A hundred percent. And that is like we like to talk about uh, our top of the pyramid. Everything we do needs to be directed towards that that one central theme. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, we were just a personal training business. You know, at first it was Bruce and Kim, and then they got busy, and then it was Bruce, Kim, and one other employee, and then they got busy, and then it just it snowballed. You know, one training session turned to two, and now here we are 30 years later, we're doing between 450 and 500 sessions each week. That's crazy. That's so many people coming through the door, getting personalized one-on-one fitness. I mean, that's that's kind of unprecedented in the area, is it not? I, I can't think of any it other is. places doing that. It is. It's um, frankly unprecedented in our in our industry, actually, which is pretty neat. Which in in small state college in this community, uh, for us to have that kind of success for this long, we just feel so blessed, like and so lucky. Um, and our community has been very good to us, not just within our four walls of one-on-one, but our community here in Center County has been good to us over, so good to us over the years. Well, it seems like you're also doing a lot of good things in the community to kind of keep that, the good relationship going. Plus you seem like a super nice guy. So I imagine you're, (laughs) and very personable. So you're probably, if people come in, they meet you, you're easy to talk to, you're excited, you like what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think when that, when people can sense that and it kind of translates over, then they kind of want to get involved 
whether sure. they're whatever level of fitness they're on, right? Because you have a lot of people come in here who are almost immobile, and sure. it's your job to get them mobile once again. Uh, Absolutely. We were talking before, and you said a, a lot of your, your typical client is like 45 to 70, somewhere in that age range. Yeah. So it's people who really have been sedentary, desk jobs for a lot of their lives. Mm-hmm. They walk into a gym. They, they get on a treadmill or an elliptical for a little bit. They lift a couple of weights, get on a couple of machines, and go home and think that's a workout. And they come in here, and I imagine get their world changed, right? Like, how do you work mm-hmm. with somebody who comes in who's, you know, say 55 years old and can't really even bend down to pick something yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. And I'd like to answer it. Can I take a step back just to elaborate oh, yeah. on um, a typical, a tip, our typical client? For sure. So yeah, our, you're right. Our typical client, they are within that age range, like 45 to 70 years old. And think about like your mom or your or uh, your, even your grandmother, perhaps. Okay. All right. And someone... She's 90, so it might be a little out of the range. <laughs> she might be a little out of the range. Yeah. Um, or, you know, someone that's a generation above us or maybe two generations above us. And um, at that stage of life, mortality is a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like thinking, man, I don't have too many more years here, but I know I want to maximize them. And these are individuals that uh, have lived with like a low-grade struggle with their health their whole life, you know, and they're maybe they're 55 years old and they've, they've uh, chronically struggled with their weight. Um, or they're, they're in a little bit of pain, you know, and they're realizing that man at this stage of their life, if they don't do something about their health and fitness, their health and fitness is going to rapidly decline. Like for someone like you and I, you know, if we go four months neglecting our health, yeah, we're going to get out of shape, but we can recover pretty quickly. Right. If these individuals go four months um, with uh, neglecting their health, man, they could end up uh, in the hospital. Well, what's crazy is, I mean, I'm 34 and I try to stay in pretty good shape. And I pull, I threw my back out pulling weeds a few months ago. What? In my backyard. And I threw my back out. Like I couldn't move. Like I was, oh, I was, man. I was on all fours crawling crawling through my yard trying to get my son to like open the front door up or the back door up because i was like max i can't i can't move i can't even stand up so if that can happen to me somebody who's you know 70 or 80 or even 40 or 50 that Mm -hmm. one little thing that you're doing that you Mm -hmm. do every day you do it a little bit wrong you have a off step and you tweak something and you're out of commission yeah and you try to catch that before that happens i'm guessing right that's absolutely it is it is preventative Yep, absolutely. We're trying to nip nip some of these health issues in the bud, whether they're musculoskeletal or they're something like diabetes. You know, we're trying to nip it in the bud before these people start living with like real health problems. Uh, so the other thing with our with our clients is these are people who um, proclaim themselves as not the gym goer. You right. know, so this is they they. Um, they're intimidated to go to a health club or go to a gym or go to a workout class. And these people really need some TLC. And our business model just is set up perfectly for that. So uh, it is. It's one-on-one personal training. Every client that starts at one-on-one starts on a one-on-one personal training program. So our philosophy is to front load our time with our clients. So instead of getting them into one of our group training classes or one of our high-intensity programs, um, we want to have um, as much 
upfront time with them as possible and have and frequently see them like three to four days per week so that we're setting a strong, they're setting a strong foundation with their fitness. Then at that point, uh, once they have a foundation set, they can maybe move into some of our other uh, group training settings. But mm-hmm. uh, everyone at one-on-one starts on a personal training program, which I think is, is unique. I'm curious, do you do one-on-one training? Like since you yeah. since you're working here, since yeah. you kind of run the place, you have somebody train you too. Do you guys like share the training duties yeah. for each other? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, I I still really love uh, training the clients. I don't do it as much as I did five to nine years ago. Well, when you have um, five hundred training sessions a week, I imagine it gets kind of difficult when you're when you're running the place to yeah. jump in there and get personal with each person. Yeah, yeah, no, it, you're right. It, and that's why we have such a great team that they're so talented. I mean, how about it? They're just, they they do such great work and they're so consistent. I mean, they're busy. They're doing 40 to 50 training sessions a week as individuals. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty challenging job. And for them to perform at a high level is just incredible. But yes, individually, yeah, I do train, uh, I do train clients. So for example, today I started with a 30 minute session with a 83 year old, just a lovely lady. And she is, she is fit. She can keep up with her grandkids. She can get up and down off the floor. She can do lunges. Then, uh, I trained a 70 year old who, um, has been doing yoga all of her life and she needs to get stronger and more, more explosive and powerful. So we're doing some training with her. Then at, uh, after that, I did a husband and wife combo. Uh, they're about 40 years old and they're fit. Like we were doing chin ups and back squats and, um, we were, we're doing what are called dumbbell complexes and we were on the TRX. I mean, we were doing the work with one another. That'd be the best way to work. I imagine when you're when your husband and your wife getting in better shape than you are, and you start competing with each other. I imagine that probably works out. Yeah, there is an added layer of motivation with the two. Yeah. Of, it's kind of unspoken, and you're right. Uh, yeah, there is. You can it's, sense it as they're working out, they keep speeding <laughs> up, like right, <laughs> going after each other. Right. Explain and, a little bit about like the um, the screen you had in the back room because it, it breaks down. Mm-hmm. Heart rate, calories burned. It keeps track. It keeps like a point tracker. Yeah. How does that all work? Uh, okay. Explain it to me, number one, but for people listening too, just to yeah. So we implemented um, a wearable technology, uh, a really quite a robust wearable technology into our facility about eight eight months ago. Okay, uh, it's called MyZone, and it is a heart rate monitoring uh, device that gives you real-time feedback on the intensity of your training session. So as you're training, you can see um, where your heart rate is relative to your max. And what's cool about MyZone and unique to it is that it's, it's gamified and it's social. Okay, so the more frequently and the more intense you exercise, uh, the more MyZone effort points you accumulate. And as you accumulate those points, you can see where your standings are relative to the other clients that are wearing MyZone. And so we all have an app and we're all friends within the MyZone app and we can see where we stand with our exercise frequency and intensity. So it's been a really great addition to our facility. And uh, to sum it all up, it's just fun and motivating for people like when you wear it you train harder yeah you see the results you see where you're at on the leaderboard 
and it just makes you push yourself even more. That yeah. that's all the motivation you need is to see you're falling behind your own personal stats, right? Like let <laughs> yeah. alone somebody else who's doing really well. If you're like, I'm not doing as well as I once was, or the last time I was in here, it probably just kicks you into hyperdrive. Like it's just the, yeah. the adrenaline starts pumping because you just want to beat yourself. Absolutely, um, that's how I would be at least. Yeah, it it is a good thing for the competitive individual <laughs> it is um it is a good thing for the competitive person and uh it's not for everybody but uh, our clients are, are really enjoying it and we're happy to have it we were talking before i we talked on the phone and you were giving me kind of an example of, of how you guys have marketed yourself in the past and i, I love the one marketing strategy you used back in what 2009 right around the mm-hmm. time of the recession you guys had the give back initiative and you said this was the best piece of marketing you ever did because it was a win-win kind of situation yeah and you guys are still doing that today correct the give back initiative what's Mm -hmm. that all about cool yeah the give back initiative like like, uh, it started in 2009 and uh we didn't do this as a marketing initiative we did this with the sole purpose to give back to our community so in 2009 that was the first year that we had negative growth as a business and we said we had to figure out what to do. We had to strategize and we really had to uh, change our business so that we would uh, ensure growth the next year. And uh, what we decided to do was, I think, pretty interesting. We decided, we said to ourselves, look, if we're struggling, then our state college community is struggling. Mm-hmm. And so instead of trying to hold on and cut costs and uh, try to figure out the game of business, we decided we're going to just give more to our community, give back to our community. And so we started the Give Back Initiative in 2009. And the way it works is uh, we're leveraging our services to um, generate more uh, charitable donations for the Center Volunteers in Medicine and the Center County Youth Service Bureau. We opened up large group training in 2009. And the way it worked was clients would that were participating in large group training made a donation directly to one of those two charities. So uh, that was their monthly membership. It wasn't writing a check to one-on-one. It was writing a check directly to one of the two charities. And so it was great. We it was a win for everybody. I mean, so we're raising more money for our for these charities, um, and it was a win for these uh, individuals because this large group training was a lower price point option. So we're okay. able to get some uh, more more. Uh, bodies into one-on-one and then what we realized was now we're getting more people into one-on-one um and it just had this incredible marketing effect i mean we were just kind of uh snowballed from there so it's sending out good positive vibes to the whole community i guess so they they kind of felt like you were doing something for everybody not just for yourself and then plus once they came in here and saw the place i imagine they were sold right i mean yeah this kind of yeah, got them through the door so they could see what you were all about. Is that the first time you ever did large group training like that? First time ever in 2009. Okay. Yeah. So from 1986 to 2009, all one-on-one or all, small group training? All one-on-one and we were doing some one-on-two. So okay. two clients with one trainer. Okay. But yeah, until 2009, that was that was our business. That's crazy. Now, as far <laughs> as as far as the donations and, and the results you saw from that, from the organizations, uh, what did you see come out of that? The donations, yeah. the the growth that, that so came we've from raised that. since two thousand and nine. We've raised over well over now at this point two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Really, for these charities. That's amazing. Yeah, less than ten years. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Now, do you keep adding on per year? How do, what? How do you grow that each year? 
Absolutely. So our um, we have another um, give back initiative that we do at the end of the year, which is our trainer bonus program. This is super cool. We love this. So um, this is another way that we, we really generate some income for these two charities. So our clients at the end of the year, they'll give our staff like a tip or like a $50 um, gift card, you know, just, you know, at the end of the year for a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. What we decided uh, about, it was probably about five years ago, was instead of giving them our staff that $50 uh, gift card, make a f- asking our, uh, the clients to give a, a $50 donation in the trainer's name. Okay. Okay. And so the clients would make a donation in the trainer's name. And then what would happen is one-on-one would match that donation in the form of a year-end bonus to our staff. Oh, wow. So let's say a staff member gets $2,500 in donations then one-on-one is going to match that donation in the form of a year-end bonus for, for our staff. I was going to say, how did the uh, trainers feel about that, that you took, their, <laughs> you took their bonus away and gave it to a charity? <laughs> well, we did. But if you're getting, I know if you're going full circle with it, then they're, they're really cool with it. It's really cool. Everyone feels good about it. Our clients feel good about it because they're supporting uh, their trainers yeah. and they're supporting the community, which they love. Yeah. Our staff feels good about it because they're part of this charitable giving. I mean, people are making donation in these staff members' names. Yeah. And one-on-one feels good about it because we're supporting two of our favorite things, which is our staff and our community. And that's super important to keep things growing. And I, I'll tell you, Center County, State College area, it's booming. It just seems like every time I come here, there's more yeah. high rises coming in. Things are, I mean, on one hand, it seems like a really good thing. On the other hand, it's getting more crowded. And there's more businesses all packed into one little spot because yeah. it's just surrounded by farmland. So this is one little hub of, of, uh, of activity. But what you guys offer here is it, it kind of takes it back to an old school kind of, uh, you know, person to person, very personal relationship with the people that you work out with the people that you give money to for your fitness and i you know i i've followed fitness for a long time i was always a big fan of arnold schwarzenegger and going through the 70s which i wasn't alive in the 70s the 80s and 90s you, you could see things really transform as as technology grew as fitness science grew and mm-hmm. we knew more about the body and it seems like the the days of you know everybody just going into a gym banging around heavy weights I mean, people are still doing that, but what you guys do here is much more popular, and uh, the science is there to back it up and prove that it actually works, right? You have a bunch of uh, um, TRX bands mm-hmm. and those straps. Uh, those are sorts of things that I didn't see in gyms until maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Like, what? I guess the, the question would be, what is your opinion on fitness today and compared to – you've been working here for nine years. Your dad started in 1986. How have you seen things grow throughout his time of running this? And also now that you are running it as well, where is fitness now compared to where it was, say, 20 years ago? Yeah, I think fitness nowadays is uh, where we have more access to information. And so as a result, uh, we're able to provide a more specialized experience for for the public. And so I, I think that that would be the difference now compared to 20 or 30 years ago, you know? So, um, do you see people in better health than they were back then though? I mean, do you see as far as just overall physical health of your average uh, customer, do you see it going up, going down? Has it kind of stayed the same when they come in the door, you know? 
Yeah, I think it's to me. I think it stayed the same. Okay. I I I noticed the the people that are coming through our door are um, a little bit. They need to lose a little bit of weight, and they have some orthopedic issues. That's really never changed. Uh, I think in general we know the trends are that we're uh, becoming less healthy as a society. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in overall, um, the facts are that we're we're our health has plateaued. It's not, maybe not declined too much, but, uh, at least plateaued, but, um, we could be coming health. We could be becoming healthier as a society. Yeah. The information's there to know how to do it. It's just actually going out and doing it is, is the hard part to, to yes. stick to it. It's just, I, I see more people working out now or hear about more people working out now than ever before. It's so, uh, there's so many more people who talk about it, who go to gyms. There's so many more mm-hmm. gyms than there used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also there seems like there's so many more people who are unhealthy. So it's strange. Like I see more of both sides and I, wonder that somebody running a facility that helps get people in shape just where you see that going and and what your mission is moving forward Mm -hmm. yeah i you know i think that that is interesting that is interesting i would be curious rob uh what about the people that maybe in people in state college or other areas like this maybe they are getting healthier because they have more access to gyms but what about people that live like out in the outskirts of altoona yeah or live in tyrone pennsylvania you know, have things changed there for, do they have options? Yeah. You know, that's I'm, a good question that those people get kind of left behind because they don't have the facilities right near them to travel to the, to drive 30 minutes to the gym. Are you going to do that? You know, compared to living two minutes down the road, I guess right. it's the convenience of the whole thing. Well, yeah, the facilities and, um, also, yeah, exactly. The facilities and also the education. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see when we get out into some of the more rural areas, uh, we see that, you know, people aren't drinking enough water, you know, something right. basic like that, that they're, they drink too much soda. Um, we see people aren't eating any vegetables. Like they're just, they're not even, um, living a healthy lifestyle doesn't quite seem to be on their conscious. There's not a sense of urgency there. So I wonder, uh, that for us is something we, we really want to reach those individuals. Okay. So tying right into that and tying into bringing this uh, business into the 21st century, you guys now do virtual yeah, and you do Skype and you do FaceTime Mm-hmm. to do workouts with people online. How does that work? Because you told me about that and I thought that's it's brilliant because mm-hmm. that person who lives 40 minutes away who doesn't have a gym near them or a fitness right. facility, this is the next level, I guess. Yeah, this is this is really cool how this has worked out. So we started this two years ago um, basically uh, with our clients that live in Florida for half the year. So it was like uh, October of 2015 and our, you know, a lot of our clients were starting to go down to Florida and they're telling us like, guys, there's nothing like one-on-one uh, for my uh, for my winter place in Florida. Now, what does that say about the business <laughs> that Florida doesn't have that, right? I mean, that's, that yeah. says a lot about you guys here that this needs to expand beyond because nobody yeah. else is doing it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. somebody else is doing it, but it's not... Perhaps not to the Extent. individualized degree that we really, I mean, we focus on a lot of details that yeah. uh, that really matter in helping people succeed. So we started this uh, virtual training just out of like a, a need, like our clients are giving us feedback. We want to, let's try this virtual training. And so our staff wanted to do it. I was a little skeptical of it because I was like, we really can't deliver an excellent experience through, through Skype or FaceTime. But... Uh, I watched it and it's it's worked 
remarkably well. It's worked remarkably well. So we have clients in, we have a client in Washington, D.C. We've trained clients in Dubois, in Canada, in Vermont, obviously in Florida. Um, and so the way it works is a client gets set up in their exercise environment, home gym, in their living room. Mm-hmm. And then um, we do a training session with them via Skype. So they're getting the human interaction. That really matters. Yeah. Then, Somebody yelling at you. Come on! Through Skype. Is that? <laughs> well, not <laughs> really. do it! We're not. We're, I don't know. It's not really like boot camp. Yeah, I know. That's just what I was picturing in my it's mind. It's a little different vibe. Um, it would just be comical to have somebody yelling at you over Skype, working out. <laughs> it just seems funny to me. So that's where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. We um we, we don't we we'll probably sometimes we get it. I I I'll, I will share this real real quick tangent. I do have a client that I personally work with who in Washington D.C. and he definitely needs that kind of attention. So I think I kind of <laughs> like it because in person I don't need you to be that in my face, but over <laughs> Skype I need you to be a little more animated, animated to get me rolling. Yeah, sure. I'd imagine that would. Now once holograms become pretty accessible, then you'd have somebody right there. I guess you guys could be right there in the room while <laughs> they're working out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a virtual reality set that would be. I guess VR, the yeah, awesome way to go. perhaps, perhaps. Anyways, we so go ahead. yeah, we um. So there's the personal training session, and then the other component to virtual training is that we then share uh, a client's chart with them so that when they don't have virtual training sessions, they know what they're to do on their own for their fitness. So uh, that is a that is quite a good program, and so we've been able to help people get results on virtual training. Um, How often do they get virtual training? Like, is it a couple days a week? Yep, two to three times a week. Okay, and then the other days of the week for their fitness, they're uh, training independently at their gym, doing what we have designed for them. Very cool. Now, do you you also have on staff a dietitian? Oh yeah, and a, a girl who's like a hybrid. She's a she's absolutely a fitness instructor and a dietitian. Or what is yeah. her? Okay, that's yeah, she's a expertise. fitness nutrition hybrid. So you build nutritional plans for people as well, I would assume, along with their in-house workout plans. Oh, yes, absolutely. So our central theme is to provide individualized, results-oriented programming that helps people succeed in meeting their health and fitness goals for the long term. That's our central theme. For the longest time, it was just personal training. But now we're taking that theme into nutrition because we realize you know, people need um, nutrition education and they need a lot of support to change their nutritional habits. So our registered dietitians, they work hard to educate people. You know, people need to know what to eat. But then what they do such a great job with is really giving people the support and the accountability they need to break their break bad nutritional habits and create new ones. It's like a lot of people know they shouldn't be going into the fridge at nine o'clock at night and having ice cream. But it feels so good feels so good <laughs> but being unfit feels so bad right? You're right yeah in the moment though that's that's the problem that momentary good feeling ruins everything that's the exact language that our rds use you know that's the exact language that they use like hey these are in the moment decisions and uh success in breaking these habits is going to be your choices in the moment yeah uh so that that's they, they do it all. They do the they they design the nutrition program. They really get a sense of who they're working with. Okay, they gather all the information they need to design an intelligent nutrition program for them. Mm-hmm. Give them the education, but then really give them the ongoing support to uh, succeed in changing their nutrition habits. Because that's always been the hardest part for me. I never had an issue going to the gym. It was just mm-hmm. what I was eating 
outside of the gym or drinking sure. if I was going to the bar or something. Sure. Like it just that's the hardest part to change because that's like going to the gym. You can separate that from the rest of your life, but eating. That's your whole every day, all day. That's just kind of how you live your life. So yeah. changing those habits and buying the right things and then it, it's it's difficult. That's a difficult life change. I, I find, and I'm sure a lot of people find just getting into the gym the difficult life change part. But even once you have that down, I find the nutrition part even more challenging. Yeah, it is. How do you, do you follow that yourself? Do you have a strict plan you have yourself on? Myself, as far I, as nutrition? yeah, I eat a, I eat a consistent, consistent diet, and I do what Paige tells me to do. You know, she tells me Paige is our registered dietitian. Hi, Paige. Uh, putting her on the spot. The camera. She's behind the camera right now. Um, I do what she tell what she tells me to do. Which, uh, you know, for me personally, I train. I train a lot. I train like one to two hours every day, and I'm on my feet a lot, so I need to eat a lot of calories. I need to eat a lot of carbs, which is counter. Uh, intuitive nowadays. I can't believe it's counterintuitive, but it is. I mean, everyone. I mean, everyone talks about carbs being bad. Yeah. Uh, and carbs are actually really important. <laughs> yeah. My wife's a nurse. I'm lucky because she has. Cool. She has all the information because I don't have it. And even when she tells me it, I usually forget it. So <laughs> I usually have to use her to like help me remember what I'm supposed to be doing because it's it's yeah. tough and it, to have all that information. You can, and even just to know it, just to implement it's the next step that's that's super difficult. So uh, I think that's yeah. awesome that you guys are doing that for people. That's very important. Cool. What do you say to people who are sedentary, who work at desk jobs all day long? I mean, not even coming in here to one-on-one to, -on -one to work out, but just in their day-to-day -day life at an office job. Do you guys give them suggestions during the day? Like, do they, you have, like, mini workouts during the day they do to get off their feet, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the first thing we say to people who are, we do, we give them little tips and tricks uh, to do to get them off their feet and get them moving because we know how important that is. But you know what? Like little tips and strategies, those don't really stick with people. Like we've been at this for a long time. We've done lectures. We've gone to corporations and, you know, told them to get up out of their chair at the top of the hour and do these stretches and stuff. And, you know, that doesn't really... That doesn't make the impact that you hope it would. Right, yeah. Because it's their own thing. They have to do that without somebody there having them. Yeah, them. it's their own thing. And, you know, really living a healthy lifestyle at for someone, for a lot of individuals, it's just not, it's not an urgent matter. It's not a priority for them because they're not suffering right. the health, like with a, living with a health problem. Yeah. And so what we, what we try to do, like, what do we say to people who are living a sedentary lifestyle? First of all, we get them to connect, to connect the dots between a healthy lifestyle and what's most important to them. You know, we, that's really where we suggest starting. Like playing with your kids or being able to yeah. just like things that happen in your day-to-day -day life that, yeah. you could, that can improve everything. Exactly. So take a 45-year-old parent with three kids. Um, if they are sedentary for the next 20 years, what kind of example does that set for their kids? Mm -hmm. And can they really enjoy life to the fullest if they're dealing with health problems yeah. you know, or back pain or heart disease? Yeah. You know, and then we also share a powerful story with those, with those individuals that, uh, uh, you know, we've been at this for a long time. We've literally helped thousands of people and we see a, a scenario happen that is tough where, People uh, talk about not having the time 
to exercise or the time to eat right. Mm-hmm. They they create these artificial roadblocks, reasons why they can't they're not taking care of themselves. And then Rob, they have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly That's after the their after their heart attack, they have all the time in the world. And they're coming to one-on-one five days a week, and they're meeting with our registered dietitians. They're all of a sudden it's a priority. And our theme is, if not now, when? Like, are, are you going to wait until you have a heart attack to do something about your health? Sometimes you have to. I mean, in any aspect of your sure. life, there's certain times where you just you'll put something off until the thing breaks, and then you're like, ah, now I got to get it fixed, and that kind of kicks you into gear. But yeah. some people that doesn't even work for them, right? I mean, some people that doesn't even kick it into gear. So each yeah. person's different, I imagine. They each are. person's motivations are different. I would imagine for a, like a grandparent. Somebody in their 60s, 70s, 80s, just playing with their grandkids is a huge part of that. They can move. They can, like, keep up with them. Yeah. That's super difficult. Yeah. Being 70 and keeping up with, like, a five-year-old, is a, that's a workout in itself. <laughs> that's a workout for a 30-year-old, yeah. let alone a 70 Or to relate back to your story, like, those people love to garden. And right, yeah. And yeah, they love to garden or they love to golf. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, they want to do it without having back pain. Some people like our, you know, some, our client, a lot of our clients identify with this. Some people don't though. They don't identify with like how important a healthy lifestyle is to their overall happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's like anything else though. I, I try to keep my, I try to remind myself that I, like I got to keep this machine running well. It's like a car. Like, if you're going to drive your car and you're not going to get the oil changed, you're not going to get something fixed when it breaks, you're going to let it run out of gas, it's just, I, I try to keep myself on that, that mentality of I'm kind of like an automobile. Like, I have to keep myself fine-tuned so I'm running properly. And, of course, you can run it for a while and nothing's going to happen, but eventually that car is going to break down and it's going to cost you a lot more money than it would just to keep it maintained on a regular basis that's such a healthy perspective that's a good analogy i what has fitness been a part of your life for the long term my dad was a bodybuilder uh mr altoona twice in the 1970s shout out to bob wentz <laughs> awesome. um and uh i was saying to somebody else it's crazy back in the 70s every city had a bodybuilding competition like they gave out trophies in each city that was that's wild to me because that doesn't exist at all anymore you have to go to like harrisburg or something like that somewhere further away to to compete and um yeah so he was a bodybuilder and yeah he was into fitness but i came up he got my brother working out who's younger than me and then my brother started getting in shape so i was like ah man i gotta work out too like i I can't be the older brother who's like out of shape so i started working out and um it, it was more of like a powerlifting, bodybuilding kind of workout, which I did for quite a few years. Uh, but I started to beat myself up. Like mm-hmm. shoulders hurt real bad. My back hurt really bad. So I'd say maybe four years ago, I started slowly changing from you know doing body parts per day to doing full body workouts. I was doing a little bit of CrossFit and Tabata workouts. And I've kind of now changed over because my back pain got worse instead of better into uh, DDP yoga is what I'm doing right now, which is, which is like yoga mixed with, um, po- with, with plyometrics, mixed with resistance training, but it's all body weight stuff. And I've been doing that for the past seven months, and I've been feeling better than I have in years. 
And then once I get once I get my body back to feeling good, then I'll probably go back into lifting more weights and stuff like that. But I got into more kettlebells, those sorts of things, because and more um, more endurance training too. A lot of endurance stuff because when you're in the gym just lifting weights, you don't get the cardio part. Right. So I try to find those workouts that mix my cardio with my lifting, and that you get the best of both worlds in one. And so you're, you're into the, it, man. Oh yeah, I've been into it for a long time. Yeah, I I fell out. I, my son's three, so when he was first born. I fell out of it for, I'd say, a good eight to nine months. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And that's when I was in the most pain because, and I've heard this from other people, and I'm, I'm sure you can probably elaborate on this. When you work out for a long time and then you stop, your body all of a sudden is used to those stressors. Like your body kind of likes that stress, right? The, the breaking mm-hmm. down of muscle and the rebuilding of muscle, it's, it's good for your body. So when you don't do that anymore, your body goes into this like, I'm used to feeling these things and I don't feel them anymore. So I started getting all this weird pain because mm-hmm. I wasn't I was doing a little bit of stretching and that was it. And plus mm-hmm. I was picking up a kid all day long. So yeah. shoulder and back pain like got way way worse. And that's when I realized I got to do something different than just what I've been doing my whole life. Do you I mean I, I don't know what your fitness life is like. You've probably been on a pretty even keel the whole time, like a consistent uh workout schedule, but have you have you seen that from people where they used to work out, they quit and now they're worse off than they were? while they beforehand absolutely yeah we do we see uh we've seen it over the years where client will will be with us they'll train for a while and then they'll decide they want to take a break from training and then six months later they come to us and they regret having taken a break yeah that happens so frequently yeah uh and it's too bad um but you're right like you know especially in the 45 to 70 year old range again like every day that you don't that you go um not addressing your mobility okay not addressing core strength you're going to your joints are going to start to suffer mm-hmm. you know so if your hips are tight and your abs don't work too well and your shoulders are tight then you're you are um at risk for developing a herniated disc you know or lower back pain or knee pain yeah so we've got to care for our bodies just like, you know, and perform basic maintenance on our body on a regular basis, just like you would perform basic maintenance on a car before it totally blows up on you. Yeah. And you, you, you can replace the car. I mean, yeah. I guess you can replace parts of your body too. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a possibility, but no one wants want, to. Nobody wants to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can always get a new, nicer car if you have the money, but getting a new, nicer body that's not, I mean, I mean, we're a few years away from that, I think, with technology where you can put on a, a, a what do they call it, a, an ecto suit and yeah. become like a superhuman. Maybe that'll be the, uh, <laughs> the next wave. You can just not work out at all and wear a full body ecto suit and be fine. But um, I, I think that uh, it's, it's, the maintenance part's very interesting because you're right. You, you, you think I can just, I've been doing well. I'm in good shape. Things are going good. I can back off a little bit and then once you back off that's when it starts to what the, the saying is if you're not going forward you're going backwards there's no standing right. still that's so right if you think you're if you think you're going to stand still you're going to fall back um so speaking of the business not standing still you guys seem like you're always moving forward always bringing new things in uh mm-hmm. the nutrition habit challenge mm-hmm. what is that all about because that oh, seems like something that along with mm-hmm. your personal training is probably the second key element to yeah business. um i'll touch on touch on two things here the nutrition habit challenge is not 
a one-on-one initiative. It is truly a community-wide initiative. Oh, okay. So I want to, I will touch on that. Um, I do want to touch on our, uh, as far as growing our business and where we're heading in the future. Uh, we are really focused on developing our nutrition services. We feel like this is a way that we can reach those people that live in Tyrone, PA, Altoona, especially with virtual capabilities, mm-hmm. um, because we accept most major health insurance providers with our nutrition. Okay. So uh, people can experience the one-on-one magic, the one-on-one brand uh, at for a very low price point option. So that's uh, that's one area that we're we definitely are are working on growing as as a business. Now the nutrition habit challenge is is separate from one on one. One on one's a major sponsor, but it this is a community wide initiative. It was founded by Bruce and Kim Burke, my parents. And uh we've had uh I think two years ago we had ten thousand people participate in it in the month of February. So here's wow. how it works. Here's how it works. So in the month of February uh, you make a nutrition habit commitment. So you say, I'll drink 80 ounces of water every day. Okay, It needs to be a well-defined commitment where at the end of the day, you can either say, yes, you did do this or no, you didn't do this. Right. If you successfully adhere to your commitment 25 of the 20, at least 25 of the 28 days in February, mm-hmm. you're then eligible to win a host of prizes. And the grand prize is a trip to Disney World. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. And you were just saying that you had uh, a seventh grader do it. Is that right? Seventh grader from Phillipsburg Osceola won it this past February. Man, he was probably pumped to get to go to Disney, like yeah. just for being just for being healthy. What was his? So what, what was what goal did he keep up that got him to go? Yeah, I I believe I'm almost certain it was uh, eat breakfast every morning. Okay, it was to eat breakfast every morning. So uh, he did it, and we drew his name and. He won. And it's so cool. What we did was we infiltrated the school. So our our strategy, the, the strategy of the Nutrition Habit Challenge Committee was to grow this from the bottom up instead of the top down. So we wanted to infiltrate schools, get the kids excited about changing their nu- nutrition habits. Mm-hmm. So, and then they go home to their parents and say, hey, mom and dad, look, you know, if we do this Nutrition Habit Challenge, we could win a trip to Disney World. Right. So instead of it being a top down where parents are telling kids they need to eat better yeah kids are excited about it and and now they're getting their parents like you have kids right if yeah. your kid came home from school and wanted to, to do that i mean you would be all in on it oh for sure yeah <laughs> right. i would love that that'd be great right so it's super cool and the thing is it's it's a a numbers game and it if enough people do it then we're really moving the needle so if if 10 percent of those ten thousand people are still practicing their nutrition habit right now, mm-hmm. then we've made an impact on a thousand people. Yeah, that's you know? great. That's just, and that's each year. So that's yeah. going to keep building and compounding. And, you know, I would love, I, I'd love to see like a kid who uh, the parents aren't necessarily in shape and that kind of gets passed down to their kid, but their kid mm-hmm. starts this challenge and it kind of changes the whole family. Oh. Have you seen that sort of thing happen? Have you seen that kind of transform a healthy lifestyle throughout the whole family absolutely That's yes great. absolutely we had a high schooler two years ago won it from state college high school and her f- whole family uh has been practicing their nutrition habit and it's it's made a difference and they're really grateful for the nutrition habit challenge i find a lot and this was with me personally you know it's not that you don't want to eat healthy it's that you don't know how to 
And you also think that a lot of those things that are healthy are bad or they taste bad. Mm-hmm. But then when you really get into it, you find that, I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly just a, an acquired taste, which yeah. now if I go and have something filled with sugar, I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. because I'm not used to that taste anymore. So it's just getting that out of that mindset. And I guess, you know, the withdrawals of sugar addiction, which are real, sure. <laughs> yeah. seriously, very real. Yeah. I, I find that also kind of crazy. And uh, it just, it takes time. So I, I, I commend you guys for doing that because that's a huge thing, especially in schools with the food they serve in schools. I know some schools are better than others. Yeah, it's, but it's so just, cool. And what's also great about it, there's no catch to this. Right. There's no barrier to entry. There's an optional donation that you can either make to the Center of Volunteers in Medicine or the Youth Service Bureau, but that's optional. There's no barrier to entry. You just go to the website, you you sign up, and you have a chance to win a whole host of prizes. Um, and so it's been a very good thing. I, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple other things that we haven't covered yet that we had talked about. Uh, can you think of anything that you want to mention about the business that you'd like to get out to, to people so they know about? that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We are, uh, the first thing I want to share is that we are always hiring. And that is our, that is one, one point that I definitely want, want to share. And that uh, one-on-one has been an employee centric company for about about 15 to 20 years. So at first when one-on-one was first growing, it was like client centric. Like we got to, we got to go the extra mile, do everything for these clients because that, you know, that was Bruce and Kim and uh, really had to hustle to make it happen. Um, about 15 years ago to 20 years ago, we switched to being an employee centric company where it was about providing a real career for our staff where they feel good about their job and they are able to support themselves and their family. Mm -hmm. So um, we provide a whole benefits package. We provide clients for our staff. We put them through our training program. So we're always hiring and looking for the best and brightest in our industry. So if someone in Center County is looking for a career change or they're passionate about fitness, they ought to to check us out. And you guys have 15 or 16 trainers. That's more than any gym or fitness facility full time that I've ever known of and they're full time they're they're not like you know wiping machines and working at the front desk they're right. training clients I mean that that's a lot of people you have working for you and I guess that you kind of have that for a reason because you said some of them go to businesses and some businesses actually have a one-on-one kind of setup at their place of work so some of your trainers go there to train people like on their lunch break is that how that works? Yeah, we train them during their work day. From, okay. Yeah, and that's um, so that's so cool. That's the easiest way to keep somebody in shape because the time that you're most likely to eat bad food <laughs> and make bad choices is at work because somebody brings in pizza or donuts to the yeah. break room and you're just <laughs> chowing down. That was me. I mean, I like to eat healthy, but if somebody brought in free donuts, I was eating like three donuts <laughs> because it was there in <laughs> front of me. It's just there. Yeah. Right. So right. that, that's super important. How do you guys do that? I mean, if, if somebody had one-on-one at their business, what do you guys do with the employees? How does it work? Oh, well, uh, what's cool about one-on-one is we, we can really do anything when it comes to uh, partnering with other businesses. We want to get a real sense of their objectives for their wellness program. We're going to get a sense of their objectives as an entire company. Uh, and we also want to get a sense of the scope, like how how robust of a program do they really want to implement into their business? So some some things that we've done for business is like this full-blown 
personal training where um, we provide personal training on a regular basis for employees of companies. We also, uh, that, you know, not as robust, we'll go into corporations and we'll do um, what are called give back lectures from our lecture series. So for example, we went to uh, Stalker Chevrolet Subaru a few months ago and they made a donation to one of the two charities that we support. And we went in and we did a presentation for their employees about uh, nutrition and about corrective exercise. So that's something else that, that we can do. We, we really can customize anything, um, but we can do something as robust as personal training on a regular basis or come in and just uh, do a presentation. Very cool. So you're you're in there. You're talking to another business, and, and you know you're you're trying to get people involved. How receptive are they? How how receptive are the employees to this idea? Are they excited about it? Are they kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm this is where I come to work. I didn't come here to work out today. How do they <laughs> how do they feel about that? Yeah, you, know, you know they do respond like like a lot of people respond to one-on-one at first, which is, they respond with some skepticism. Uh-huh. I think everyone has a low level of skepticism when they start at one-on-one because they've heard it's great. They've heard it's a special place, but they're not quite sure what they're getting into. Yeah, And so they are a little bit skeptical, but when they start to get the sense of who we are and they start to realize that we're professionals, we're not like a bunch of young kids that are, you know, talking about, um, you know, beefing up or, you know, we're not a bunch of macho, yeah, getting yoked, a bunch of macho kids, you know, we're real professionals working with real people um, and helping them come up with practical solutions for their life. So when they start to feel that, they start to ease up and they, they really are receptive. The history behind the business too, I imagine helps that you've been doing this for a long time and it's passed down from your parents. So it's... It's like a built-in system that obviously works, and they probably have heard about it for years if they if they live here and work here, so they know that it's legitimate. Just didn't pop up out of nowhere, and you know, right. it, it might be gone next year. That sort of thing. You were saying about your lecture series. What's the lecture series? Yeah, the lecture series is um, k- kind of like I described what we did a few months ago at Stalker uh, Chevrolet and Subaru is. Uh, we went during their lunch break and did a presentation for their employees on nutrition or corrective exercise. Uh, we have other topics in our lecture series like um, weight loss training strategies, uh, weight loss solutions. We talk about uh, the power of a personal mission statement, connecting a healthy lifestyle with those motives. So we, t- we have a whole list of topics that we do. The cool thing about the lecture series is it's part of our give back. So um, a uh, company company can make a donate will make a donation to one of the two charities that we support and that's how we at one-on-one are compensated for our time okay. so we'll go in and we'll do a presentation we'll educate their employees for a donation to one of the two charities so that's cool it's a it's really a win for that corporation because they're providing a wellness initiative they're supporting their employees yeah and they're supporting their the insurance community. might be coming down you know because <laughs> of people getting in shape right that's that's one of the that's the benefits point. yeah that's the whole idea behind it yeah people are getting healthy and you're helping out charities yeah. everybody's getting helped out <laughs> it's a it's a full circle kind of thing yeah I think that uh, my mom and dad Bruce Bruce and Kim uh, one of their strengths as business people is they really look for win-win so like win-win scenarios mm-hmm. and they're they're really talented at that that's one observation that i've made and i've tried to absorb uh as a young person but uh 
that's important. You know, I think that sometimes in business, uh, businesses can look out. There's a tendency to look out for like maybe win lose or maybe yeah, one one get? wins a little bit more than another. And yeah, uh, we really want to try to create solutions that where everyone's feeling good. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That should be on that should be on your sign. <laughs> Situations where everybody's feeling good. Um, okay, so people want to know about your social media. They want to find you guys online because uh, your social media is great too. Because you're you're doing more personal things with the trainers talking to people online and giving them tips so to give you more of a personal feel so they get to know who you are before Mm -hmm. they come in here where can they find you online as far as your social media platforms and your website okay yeah great they can go to our website uh www.oneononefit.com uh that's a really good depiction of what's happening at one-on-one on a regular basis on our website is our blog our blog is a powerhouse. Uh, that's probably our most effective means of communication. Uh, we've done so much writing. I think we have over 500 blog posts now. Awesome. How long have you been blogging for? Uh, since 2008. And you guys write all your own stuff? Yep, all original. Very cool. Um, it's uh, Yeah, my parents, Bruce and Kim, they're, they started it, and we've they're really good writers. Um, and, uh, that's been a really good, that's, that's a good way for us to communicate our, uh, our brand Mm -hmm. and our philosophies. We have some philosophies here at one-on-one. And so if you want to learn about our philosophy and our brand, um, then you can find a lot of content on our blog. Now, other social media platforms, we are, then I would say our, our Facebook page is next. We're consistently posting on there about um, what's going on at one-on-one and also just about some fun, spontaneous things that are happening. One thing we've been doing lately is Facebook Live, and this is, uh, I think, relevant for your listeners, is we'll do presentations and we'll set them up on Facebook, Facebook Live so people who can't attend our presentations can still tune in and still be engaged in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, what we like about Facebook Live, can I quick side note here? Yeah. Okay. okay. What's super cool about Facebook Live is that the, the individual, the audience, they can have communication going on amongst each other right. while the presentation is happening. And I think that's one thing that's unique about it is that you can have this ongoing dialogue happening while you're listening. Yeah. Uh, and so we've had some good success with that. Our next Facebook Live presentation is uh, going to be on Wednesday, July. I want to say it's in two two Wednesdays from now. Today's July 3rd. So Wednesday, July, July 26th, maybe? No, no, no it'll be July... July. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's let's do it live. Let's figure out a date live. <laughs> so, anyways, we're gonna be live on Facebook. Here, I'll figure it out. Uh, the next was uh, the nineteenth, the twelfth. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry, the twelfth. The twelfth, yeah, Wednesday, the twelfth. And our two registered dietitians will be on there talking about type two diabetes prevention. So, we do Facebook, Facebook Live, Instagram. We do Instagram, and we're doing Instagram Stories as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's been really cool because there's so many little moments that happen at one-on-one that are uh, you don't really want to post it on Facebook, but you want to kind of capture the moment. Yeah. So the Instagram story has been a cool addition. We've been doing that lately. People complain about there being too much social media, and I agree. There's a lot of different platforms to cover. But the cool thing about it is each platform is kind of set up for different kinds of content, right? The Facebook's right. like a one post a day, some kind of important thing you put up there. Twitter's kind of just throwing out little things. I feel like Twitter's just 
just tossing out information and tossing out questions or, or stats or whatever it might be. But then when you get to Instagram, you might post like one photo a day, but that story can just be what happens throughout the day. And same with Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. I feel like it's a little more goofy. You can have more fun with it. So each one kind of covers a different aspect of what your business is and also the personality. It seems like you guys have a lot of personality from the people yeah. who work here. And that's yeah. something that I, I, I mean, a lot of fitness facilities don't have is the personality, right? And that, that's the most important part when you come in and you talk to the person that you're going to be working with and you enjoy talking to them, that makes it all the much, that makes it all the better. So when you get that through uh, social media, they can see that before they even come in. So they already know. Yeah. And I think that's super important. So yeah. as far as your, how do they find your uh, pages? Well, your Facebook, oh. what's your Facebook? What's your Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, so they can search us at one on one fit or one on one fitness on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They on Instagram, it's one on one fit underscore. Okay. So that's our Instagram. And uh, if you Google Google search uh, personal trainer state college, uh, you'll find us at where the we're at the top there. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, Rob. Thank you, man. Anything else you want to throw in before we go? Now, I genuinely appreciate you having uh, us on here. You know, I, we love we love one on one. It's obviously very personal to me, uh, but I just appreciate you providing us a platform for us to talk about uh, something that we work really hard at and take a lot of pride in. So, love what you're doing too. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's a win win. <laughs> you're right. You're <laughs> Thanks, right. Ryan. All right. All right, Rob. Thank you to Ryan Burke for that awesome podcast. I like talking to him a lot. He's a cool guy. One-on-one fitness consultants in State College. He just gave you all their social media outlets. My social media outlets, of course, Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo. Uh, And you can also call me, 814-799-0064. Zebras, as always, thank you for listening. If your business, if you personally have something you want to talk about on this podcast, just reach out to me. Contact me on any of those avenues. And we can work something out, all right? I'll talk to you guys next time. That's brutal.